Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 403. Charles doesn't like us anymore. Aww, He's not again. here. He texted me very mean things all week. He was just like, I can't wait to beat you up on Sunday. You're ugly. <gasps> and I was like, so Charles, rude. no. <laughs> so I slashed his tires. That's why I didn't make it. <laughs> oh, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> that went for a tour that I didn't think. <laughs> it's a twist. <laughs> oh, we don't know where Charles is, but hey, we uh, got together and talked about some books. Yeah, I covered the 750th issue of Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. I covered the uh, adventures of Duncan, not McCloud, because <laughs> I don't remember his last name, in uh, Once in Future 4 through 6. All right, and I talked about Namor invading the land dwellers in it. Atlantis attacks number one. Yes. Also, his bathing, his cod, practices, and his cod piece, and his cod piece. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, we talked about a lot of other stuff. Uh, kind of, yeah. You talked about a lot of other stuff. I said one thing. <laughs> I engaged. <laughs> That's how this show works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was part. So grab a cold one and enjoy Drunk on Comics podcast episode four hundred three. You're gonna love my nuts. Said no girl ever. Oh, I can't believe you used that one too. Live from Tony's back room. It's the evening edition of Drunk on Comics. <laughs> <laughs> the evening edition? Yeah, it's going to be posted at the night, most likely. Uh, I mean, it could be. There's plenty, plenty to do from... It's whenever Tony feels like actually posting up the podcast. Maybe we should make like an evening edition and a morning edition, and then just whenever you watch, watch the appropriate edition for the time. Oh. That sounds like a lot more work. Yeah, yeah. It'll be the exact same podcast. Oh, okay. We'll just do a different intro to the beginning. Be like, uh, morning <laughs> I mean, that would be pretty... And then or we, we just... just make you go through and beep out all the swears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Evening edition has to be watched after 7 p.m. It'd be fucking hard to do. The FCC won't I... hit us with uh, <laughs> violations. <laughs> you literally just have to sit there and like re-record it and have a button in front of you. Beep, 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 like on live television. Or we can, uh, you know, make sure that we're talking about, and this morning, you know, when we're talking about this and that, but we could change morning this to... evening. <laughs> <laughs> like a bad dub. The one time Tony ever had to fill something in like that, it was the most hilarious cut-in that I've ever heard. There's like giant spaces in between yeah. the front end end of it. If it doesn't sound like Die Hard on TBS then you're doing it wrong. <laughs> that's like, that's the pinnacle to reach. Mother chicken licking good. <laughs> yeah. What does he say in two? It's like the plane. yippee ki Jeff, or something like that. It's like, <laughs> okay. Uh, so I went to uh, Perrin's uh, Ice Fest yesterday. Yeah. And it wasn't a lot of ice. No. But had some pretty good beer, um, this carrot cake uh, cream ale that I really enjoyed, and of course the 99 Problems and No Problems and some of their other mainstays, but it wasn't necessarily there that this story comes from, but while we were there, 
it was put in my head of uh, one of my friends was like, what's that on your shirt? Wondering what the logo was of my buddy's shirt. And we then all thought it was going to be one of those boop, like get you in the nose oh, when you like look you down things. Oh, you used to do to me all the time? Yeah. <laughs> all right. So <laughs> now this story pisses me off. <laughs> So, randomly, we then go down to the Pyramid Scheme and are watching a band, and some person I don't know, but I can't really hear, but he's trying to say something to me, so I turn around, I go, what? And, like, he points to my chest, and I look down, and he boops yeah. me, <laughs> and I'm just like, what the fuck? Some <laughs> random dude? Yeah, some random dude. Oh, that's amazing. So, I loved it that I already, from earlier, was still thinking about that, Yeah, yeah, yeah. but some random else, you know... Yeah, that's hilarious. You were primed for absolute <laughs> destruction, man. Yeah, and I, I died laughing. I'm just like, that dude, whoever he is, like... He's a legend. I feel yeah. like I would punch some stranger who tried to boot me. That's a violation. <laughs> <laughs> you got a little schmutz right here. Good story, bro. That's fun. Thanks. I didn't do anything exciting this weekend. Like, I, I mean, I went to the Asian Festival... It was okay. I mean, some of the cool things. The lion dance was really good. I didn't eat any food because I ate, I made sourdough grilled cheese before mm. I went. I was like, it's just going to be fried food, which it was. It was fried food. I should have gotten the donuts. They look delicious, but whatever. They're basically just Asian-style cinnamon sugar donuts. Oh, yeah, like the whole donuts, the big, the round ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look like a bun more than yeah. a bun, but... So there were those, and like uh, I think they had egg rolls and some fried meat options. Um, they had like a meat on a stick of some kind, but they gave you small portions. They're kind of expensive. We're all cramped. Like they actually had a line to get into the tent where the entertainment was at, and uh, we get to the end of the tent, and I was like, we didn't need to wait in the line. This was like the pay line. <laughs> we could have just <laughs> walked in, and I was like, dang it, we waited out in the cold for like. 25 minutes, but uh, yeah, it was okay. Then we went to Rockies, and now my face is on the uh, wall of faces or pole of wanted, faces. Wanted, I wanted, <laughs> I wish that would be exciting. Serve sign or? Yeah, I just ordered water, so I've been marked for don't serve this guy, he only gets water. <laughs> I didn't do anything. Surprise, surprise. I think. Oh, I went bra shopping. Do you guys want to hear about that? No. <laughs> okay. Funny fact about bra shopping. Anytime I've had like a significant other and gone bra shopping, my favorite experience is like walking into Victoria's Secret. I mean, it's one thing to go if you're like in a Penny's or some store, but if it's like Victoria's Secret where that's all it is, um, you walk in, every man will be in the perfume section because mm. there's no clothing there. Or will be looking at the ceiling, the floor, or his phone. He's never looking at product or making contact with any other person in there. Because you have to be careful, too, because there's, like, 15-year-old girls in there, too. Oh, and you're right. like, I'm, I'm not creepy. It's my it's my woman over there. I'm, <laughs> I'm just with her, you know. And Because you have to be supportive and in the store. You can't just sit in the couch out front. You don't want to be that guy. But you're like, I'll just well, wander over here. We don't need to be supportive. Just the product does. That's right, Tony. That's exactly right. That is right. Good job. I'm glad you know what bras do. <laughs> He's like, I bought a couple in my day. <laughs> Tony just likes to feel pretty from time to time. <laughs> oh, stop it. <laughs> Lynn, start off with some reviews. Um, I read the Wonder Woman 750. 
Did you happen to gander at this one? Nope. So, very much like the Superman and Batman 1000s, it was a 96-page book of a bunch of shorter okay. stories. Um, there were probably about eight total. Uh, <laughs> some of them were better than others. My favorite one was um, where Wonder Woman gets called by her mom to go fight a kraken. Or a Hydra, or some sort of beast that they fight on Themyscira, or however the fuck you say it's that. It's almost like an errand. Well, Go take out the trash. It was a very much like, you know how when you reach a certain point in your life and you move out, but your mom is still very much attached to the idea yeah. of you, and then you start getting the guilt trips of like, you never call me, I never see you anymore, the only time you ever come over is when I need help with something, and that's totally what Wonder Woman's mom pulled on her. Like, <laughs> she actually lured this creature onto the island so she could call Diana and be like, come help us. So instead of the Wi-Fi being down there, <laughs> right. there's a Kraken. Yes. That she needs to kill. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just, it's so funny because she's totally like, the minute she shows up, her mom's like, how are things on in the land of men? You Are you eating? You look skinny. And it was like that the whole time where awesome. she was totally like the Jewish mom mm -hmm. in every single movie that you ever oh, see yeah. in your entire life where it's constant like I miss you you need to eat more here's a honey. negative comment here's a positive comment why don't you ever come see me negative comment mm -hmm. sort of thing and I just thought it was really funny to see that very normal mom and daughter dynamic nice. between the two um, was the action good too it was good. The art was by Riley Rosmo, and I'm not a huge fan of his art style. It's very exaggerated. Like, the body proportions are, are not realistic. Mm -hmm. And not in, like, a, her boobs are too big sort of way. It's like her torso's three inches long, and her legs are, like, 100 feet long, sort of, out of She's proportion. all legs. Yeah. Literally all legs. Yeah. Go straight her shoulders. And it's just not my favorite art style. Um... But the the just the whole dynamic between the two characters I thought was was very touching. Um, there was also a story about the bombshells, which is the females of the DC universe back in like the 30s and 40s, where they have like that Rosie the Riveter sort mm -hmm. of look to them. And I've never read a story about them. It's always just been pinups. Yeah, I've always just seen the pinups. I think they did a very short series about them, but it was just. A very cute, fun story about where they all came from and how they're all uh, inspired by Wonder Woman and stuff like that. But the very last one was written by Scott Snyder, and it takes place during the World's Fair, and Wonder Woman actually saves the president from assassination. And it sets up this idea because the Green Lantern is in the, the original Green Lantern is in the audience. And, like, her showing up and, like, outing herself as a superhero and saving the president is the reason why then he becomes a superhero and he forms the Justice Society and all that stuff. So it was just very sweet and cute and makes Wonder Woman, like, the pinnacle of superherodom, I guess. I don't know if this would be, like, retconning anything. I know that they, with the Doomsday Clock, they did a whole... Thing where he wiped out the Justice Society, right? And then at the end, he brought him back. And the Green Lantern's kind of like the guy who sets things in motion then. But this changes it back to Wonder Woman. So I don't know what that means for the idea that Superman is the person who sets all that shit in motion. 
but it was good. I'm not a huge Wonder Woman reader. I only read it and stuff like this, but it was good. I, you know, I'm a weepy person, so I cried during a couple of them. They were just very heartwarming during and the mom scenes. No, there were a couple other <laughs> ones that they're just kind of mushy, like Wonder Woman and what she stands for and stuff like that. So I got emotional about it. But nice. It was very good, and I actually read the whole thing today. Ninety-six pages is not something I usually read on a Sunday morning, but it was really good. Well, he stuck through for 96 pages, so yeah, it, it meets a minimum requirement, at least. <laughs> it helps that there are a bunch of stories, though. I don't know if I could read a whole single issue of 96 pages in one sitting. My attention just isn't there. What it used to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting adult ADD. Mm-hmm. A-A-D-D. It's a thing. I had to think of what that said. <laughs> Tony already lost focus. <laughs> I stopped paying attention after the second word you said. <laughs> All right. Um, so a book that I picked up was Atlantis Attacks, number one, from Marvel. Because, hey, it's going to have Namor in it, and so it's got to be good. Was there a lot of crotch shots in this book? <laughs> really? Really, when there's Namor involved, you get a lot of Namor crotch Oh, I mean, I mean, there's full on. I mean, yeah, the cod yeah. piece was definitely yeah. the cod piece. predominant in some of them, but uh, <laughs> I just now realized that's joke. funny. <laughs> oh man, um, there were some really cool panels in what was being established. Uh, the one thing th- they did good in uh, pulling in the reader, it kind of just gets right into it. And it doesn't have the um, title page till a couple pages later, which then explains a little bit more because I was kind of lost. Uh, you're met with Silk, Spider-Man's half-sister mm. that I haven't seen shown up in anything. Quite a while. Um, and Amadeus Cho, who is definitely more ripped and going by Braun, I guess, is his uh, name, his code name. Oh, because he's not the Hulk anymore. Yeah, I mean, because he was... He used to always be kind of a scrunt. One of the smartest people in the world, as they would say. But then he relied on his wits instead of uh, strength. But he was always with someone. I've loved that character for a while, so I'm like, all right, I'm in. And you come to find out that they've been part of the new agents of Atlantis. Hmm. uh, Or Atlas, I mean. I'm getting ahead of myself. Where uh, Jimmy Woo and the robot and Gorilla Man um, were also... Because this all came out of the War of the Realms. So, a little lost on the setting here, but it gives you a quick uh, synopsis of... There's this world of Pan where there's portals to and from it. And it's like kind of a paradise resort. Like, you know, everyone come together. And it seems like there's people from different walks of life in the world um mainly with uh namor attacking there is a you know tsunami that's heading towards this island and you know force field generators whatever saves the day but you see some disgruntled person like be pissed and leave with his kid back to what looked like the streets of new york or something so having <laughs> these interdimensional portals i could see why this is going to be something that namor was going to attack well, then you find out that there is a dragon. Did you read any of the War of the Realms? Nope. Sure didn't. Okay. 
There's a dragon. Yeah, well, there's a couple. Because um, uh, Cinder's uh, dragons, um, who is Salter's daughter, who was taken over. All right, it's too much to explain. It to is you. really too much to explain. <laughs> Ultimately, there's some background that I feel you you should know, but if you at least know who Namor is and who Amadeus Show is, yeah. you're going to at least enjoy this because you're going to get introduced to some of these other characters um, in the book, anyways. So it's that's that's my take on it. I will say this though: the the art was pretty amazing. I love. Namor with his kind of grungy, longer hair, like how he's been drawn lately. Um, and yeah, this is going to be, I mean, a pretty awesome book of uh, two men in spandex fighting each other. Oh. I mean, isn't that what all these Marvel books are, really? Yeah. But I don't know if it's going to, I don't know how big of an event this is going to be um, and which books that it goes across, but I'll probably be picking up some different books on this run just to see it play out. I don't know if I like this version of Namor. He always seemed like the type of guy who was, like, so into himself that he wouldn't ever let himself get, like, Keanu Reevesy mm-hmm. With that grungy bad boy sort of look. Like, he was always very polished. Yeah, it had to be clean. Yeah, yeah but I mean, just the, I mean, the looks I'm not of saying him. that it's not hot. But, like, I just don't know, to me, that's like, not his character. <laughs> I would expect his voice to be kind of low. Right. He's trying to go for the, the broody <laughs> anti-hero It look. works for Batman. It can work for me. <laughs> <laughs> but then his catchphrase is Imperious Rex, which, could you just, I can't even picture that guy just screaming Imperious the phrase Imperious Rex. Rex. <laughs> I mean, I can, because he... Does it in the pages, <laughs> but that's just me. Tony, you just like a, a darker like a brooding man. guy. We get it. He's like, this proves to me that I don't have to shower every day. Yep. Or shave. And then if anybody asks, be like, <laughs> well, I don't know if it proves it. He lives like in water. water. <laughs> oh, that's true. He does He's live like in water. showering, taking a bath every single yeah. day. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. But does he use soap? He's all natural. <laughs> he uses essential, essential oil. sea oils. <laughs> uh, oh, this gasoline trail on yeah. the top of this. Mm. <laughs> and the exfoliating microplastics that are present, <laughs> ever present in this scene. Oh, Anthony, what do you have? Uh, this week I read, finished up all of Once in Future, like I said I would do last week. Um, so I had read one, two, and three. So I had to read four, five, and six. Um, read them back to back. I really liked the art style. Um, some of the pages were kind of uh, awkward to read because they did like the instead of a square panel, it was a large panel, and then inside of it they did kind of like this fanned out thing. But each one was like warping because it was showing like the intensity of the action. So it was kind of cool, but it was I was like, wait, where do I start on this page? Um, yeah, but the art style itself is fun. Uh, very smoky. Like there's always a lot of smoke going on in the page, um, but it's not like like standard dust. It's always just some monster is exuding some form of smoky nature to it, which was cool. Um, story's great. It this is they you know they've released news that they're going to expand the story and continue it going. 
with Duncan, our new character. Um, McLeod? Not McLeod. Um, but Duncan Percy is his middle name, and so they explore the concept of him being Percival in this uh, Arthurian legend. Mm. So Arthur being the bad guy come, is brought back to life um, by a woman who has birthed her son and raised him to be um, Galahad. I believe it's Galahad, the, the son of Lancelot. Um, so she went out and found a... And it's, it's interesting because in the, this universe, basically, people... You have the established story of the leg, Arthurian legend, and then in order to make it happen, in order to bring Arthur back and bring you know let him wipe out the world... You basically have to follow the story, the classic story. So she's trying to make a uh, Galahad who can, uh, or it might be Gawain. I can't remember which, which specifically one, but an Eve, basically a knight who can go on the uh, Grail quest, and the Grail is what will restore King Arthur and allow him to take over the world. Um, there's a nice little twist in it that I won't essentially spoil. Because um, it's like the big twist on how they combat Arthur, because he's basically godlike. I mean, he's like all nine killable for the most mm. part. Um, you get some cool introduction as to why Grandma has a lot of machine guns and C4, and why the police aren't doing anything. Um, kind of this uh, under underworld society. And each character fulfills a part of the legend, you know, Arthurian legend. And then they actually get into the fact, because they use the traditional legend, where <clears throat> Arthur wasn't necessarily a good guy, and he didn't get Excalibur, you know, from the Lady of the Lake and stuff like that, or just pulled it out of the stone or anything like that. It's like the old school original story of Arthur. Um, but then they kind of manipulate it and use pieces from the more modern interpretations of... Uh, the different characters and what they do. It's, it was pretty clever. Um, and it ends with establishing our two protagonists, which is uh, Duncan, the main character, and then his uh, assistant, I guess. She's not really an assistant, but they label her as if he was James Bond, she would be M. Mm. So she's responsible for sending him on missions. So she's ha she is given all the contacts to other people in this underground society for resources, things like that. Um, if they need some lore or whatever explanation, they she's the one who has all the knowledge because she's a. It's like the Giles to his Buffy. Yeah, she, she's <laughs> the re, she's her real life training is researching and history. You know, it just ha it just happened to work out, right. and the questing uh, snake shows up and right in the right time. So. It's a cool universe. They set it up the pretty well. The snake? Is that what you just said? Yeah, it's like this gigantic basilisk that comes after them. It is the questing beast, and it means that a quest has begun. Ah. So anytime the questing beast appears, you have to overcome it, or I guess run away from it, because in the first issue, they just run away from the snake. Is there like snake. a chime in the background that went on like... Doo -doo 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 -doo. No, there wasn't that. <laughs> uh, there should be. Uh, no, the snake just literally appears out of nowhere. And it starts trying to eat you. Um, hmm. But, yeah, it's a cool story. Um, I'm interested to see where they'll take it because they, with the twist that they have, they introduce the fact that not all the legends have to be exactly as written, that you have some influence on how you can manipulate them to your benefit. So 
It's cool. Cool. I recommend it. Nice. Nice. I have hardly any news this week. How do you not have news? I did, like, again, we've had this conversation so many times. I just, I think your idea of news and my idea of news are two <laughs> different things. There is news. <laughs> but is it news? news? <laughs> I mean, articles are being written about things, but. I will say this. The Disney call is happening to Marvel properties that don't exist on the Disney network. So we were supposed to be getting a ton of animated series on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Uh, Modoc, Howard the Duck, Dazzler. Um, most of them have been canceled. I think Modoc is the only one they're sticking with. There might be another one, Hitmonkey, perhaps. <laughs> um, all of these, but the idea was that these properties were all supposed to then become the offenders. The offenders, yeah. yes. Yep. But now that we don't have all the rest of them, I'm sure that's probably not going to happen either. Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is also coming to an end. Yeah, we've known that for yeah. a little while. So, uh, Feige is definitely taking on expanding his role out of the movies and into all of the media, mm -hmm. like, very seriously. And anything that he decides is not part of the overall plan of what where they're going, then it's, it's just gone. It's gone. But I, I don't know. I guess I trust him. He did great things with the movies, so maybe it's a good thing. Well, I know that they've passed or pushed back the Obi Wan show, yeah. and Ian McGregor comes out and goes, "Hey, if you know pushing back's a better script than everything, you know it's all for it." And I go, "Damn it, you're right." Right. <laughs> but why did why do we not have good scripts? I'm I like, know. Eh, maybe honestly, there's. That probably might have come directly from what they've seen happen good with The Mandalorian and what they see happen bad right. with the last movies. It just, I mean, that show was such a rumor <clears throat> for so long that whenever they do something like this, I'm like, well, that just means it's still not real. Yeah. Like, this show is just never going to happen. It's been on the books for like five, six, so seven years rumor. now. So I think they're just pulling one on, over on us. <laughs> Something else that's been slated to be coming out for forever, and I'm a little disappointed to hear it's, uh, I don't know if it's on the chopping block. I think they're still going to make it, but Masters of the Universe. Mm, the movie? Yeah. Okay. Because there's also a series coming yeah. out on Netflix. And I am looking forward to see how that goes, because She-Ra is actually pretty decent. Oh, Kevin Smith is the showrunner for this. So, uh, I mean, I love Kevin Smith. But who knows? Uh -huh. He's never been a showrunner for an animated <laughs> series before, so. Yeah, and I hope they don't just insert dick and fart jokes. Oh my cause... god! Though I kind of wish that that was the thing that was <laughs> happening. Though, now that you say it. But I want a more serious toned one that. Yes. And so I was literally looking forward to a real life movie. Now, it's been you know when it comes to movies, there are so many movies that have not been made that have been announced or ones that are in limbo like i think was it the edge of tomorrow the tom cruise one video game type yeah. respawning yeah, yeah. they they've been i don't think they've even started shooting on it pre-production but 
They want to make... Dude, they've been wanting to make two since one came out of the theater. Yeah. And they've just been talking about it. And it got a good reception. I mean, it, the movie itself was a good concept, and it opened, you know, anytime you have aliens, you can do a lot with that, so... And time travel. Yeah. And that was a unique time. I love that movie. Give me what I want, people. It was, it was action, aliens, Groundhog Day. I mean, that's yeah. literally what it was. Yeah. Yeah, well, it was and it good. had Tom Cruise in it, and it, that idea did not ruin the movie, uh-huh. which to me was the most important thing, because I just don't like anything that he's done for a long time. Um, but it was good. Yeah. Uh, with the Masters of the Universe. Um, so, like, it's... I'm reading that they, they don't have a date for Masters of the Universe because Uncharted is supposed to be coming out first and the Uncharted video game movie adaptation. And so that's also been pushed. Isn't that just, just Indiana Guy, Jones? No, it's Guy Tomb Raider. It, I mean, but isn't that just Indiana that's, Jones? I think that's the problem you're going to have. You have all the gamers who are like, oh, great, and be like, no, it's an original property. Yes, it's a similar movie. But everyone's going to be like, this is Indiana Jones yeah. because that's, that's what it is. It's some... I mean... I think that Uncharted does, at least in the games, and I would assume the movie, do a little bit better of focusing on the lore, mm. because Indiana Jones was always like, it's the Ark! And they're like, okay, now have Harrison Ford do action stuff right. until That's they true. get to the Ark, you know? Um, but yeah, the they focus a lot on the lore of whatever, you know, is it this specific explorer that was lost at sea in the Bermuda Triangle and what you know what are all the details around them so we'll see. I have a feeling that that's the struggle of the movie and why they're having issues is they're like don't make Indiana Jones right. and I'm like we can't not make Indiana Jones right. I mean we can make it different but similar they're on their th- they just got rid of their second director or he left for Uncharted for Uncharted who's, do you, did they cast who's playing was it Nathan Drake is that his name Nathan Drake, yeah, the character. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I haven't seen who is supposed to be on it. It's supposed to be Nathan Fillion. Ah. I mean, that's that's the best choice. <laughs> and he was actually in a fan film adaptation that they did of Uncharted, and he was phenomenal at it. So, I mean, it's, it's literally him. You look at the yeah. game, and you're like, okay, it's weird that they didn't get him as a voice actor. I think it's Nolan North who voice acts every... Uh, white man in video mm, games mm-hmm. pretty much um, if they're a lead character but uh, yeah it should definitely have been Nathan Fillion if it isn't that's sad because that's like the easiest easiest and it's that's the Sam Jackson Nick Fury you know yeah. Nick Fury needed to be Sam Jackson right that's true and this needs to be Nathan Fillion yeah. but he does kind of look like the actual character from the video game does kind of look like David Boreanaz though <laughs> I don't know how, if I could take him in a movie. He's very much like a television show actor, mm-hmm. um, but he does look a lot like Definitely. Him. I think the uh, the Nathan Fillion match is that in the games, he's that kind of smarmy. Yeah. Uh, he's mouth from yeah. che- Exactly. He's yeah. cheesy smile and yeah. stupid jokes and yeah, that kind of stuff. So I would like to see a good Masters of the Universe. I haven't engaged in Masters of the Universe lore since like 1992 when yeah. I was four years old and I saw a couple episodes you know it was on Cartoon Network that was it yeah it's, I mean you know that was my childhood Tony's too so it's old enough the new the new generation would be like why does this dude not have a shirt on you know <laughs> they can they can also engage with the questions we had as children <laughs> like, he's wearing a breastplate but it's not covering any vital organs what's up with those stupid haircuts <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Looks kind of like the any women's type armor. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Just uh, cover the cover the nipples, the, man. Yeah, that's like that's this. That's where all our organs are, you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the boobs. Didn't you know that? A woman's skin is pure steel, <laughs> except for on the nipples. That's the only part. It's our Achilles heel. Yes. <laughs> um, so something that I was lucky enough to do when I was younger was be part of Disney World's daily pull the sword from the stone that they do there. And I really wanted to pull this thing out. I wanted to break it. Well, someone over at Disneyland in California did just that. So the famous Sword in the Stone has been an icon in the middle um, of the multiple Disney whatevers. And what? That's an well, excellent explanation of what well, you're talking about. Because there's Disneyland, there's Disney World. I mean, so yeah. the Disney whatevers is how I meant to say it. Okay. Anyways, uh, someone who really wanted to pull this sword out went up to it and just, like, pulled with all of his might. And the thing just cracked and broke off, and now he's the king for life, as they legends say. Did the whole sword come out, or just a piece of the sword? Well, it cracked it on the inside, because how that thing works, at least for when I was younger and went there, is there's a secret button that you only pull it up, like, part way, so it's attached to a servo in there that will go up but it's really attached in there that you really can't right break it but you could maybe bend it snap off it and that's what ended up happening uh the other week at disneyland and i think if you don't pull the whole sword out then you're not the king you're half king wow look at as a half king <laughs> better than a no king at all <laughs> i don't know if i'm only half a king i'd have like Self-esteem issues. Yeah, you're like Napoleon's complex, right? Yeah, Where you yeah. just probably be terrible. Kill everyone who <laughs> looks at me wrong. Because yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> that is the true king of spam a lot. <laughs> is that your other computer? Yes, it is. Um, you were talking about Doomsday Clock yes. number twelve and some of the different realms and everything that we saw. So I got very excited when I was hearing about the Secret Crisis crossover um, tweet that Jim Lee sent out. Because I'm like thinking, wait, are they serious about this fucking thing? Because that would be really cool. Uh, so Donnie Cates, uh, I guess, had did some pencils on some sort of um, a Venom, a Venom mm -hmm. uh, cover. And... Jim Lee then did the inks on it. And I'm like, this does not, you know, match what Secret Crisis should be. But they were teasing that because they thought, hey, it's funny. What the fuck are you... <laughs> My computer's sound isn't off and the video started automatically playing. Yeah, and hiding it underneath the table is not going to do anything. It will. It will hide it from the microphone. The audio went off, I'll say that, when she did it, so... <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> My bad. Sorry, I cut off your train of thought. That's the Secret Crisis crossover, is them two working on a cover no, together? No, that's not... It was just even... It was at a comic book convention, too, so it wasn't oh. even an official cover. No. But they are teasing that, which is kind of cool, meaning that they have it in their minds. Mm. I still don't think we will yeah, honestly see Yeah, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, too. But it was, uh, it was July 10th, 
2030 is when the secret crisis is supposed to happen. So we got 10 years. Yeah. We'll all forget about it by then. Well, by then DC will have bought Warner Brothers, so. We'll have died or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to sit there in silence. You already know I don't have anything else. You don't have anything you could talk about at all? Nope. I don't. All right, we can leave her out of this conversation. Uh, Anthony, have you watched Steins Gate? A long time ago, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So Hollywood's going to make a live-action series. Series? Yeah. Oh. I, was, I thought you were going to say movie, and I was like, ugh, yeah, you it's can't too really... complex for a movie. Yeah. Um, that would be an interesting show. Have they done casting yet? No, this is just kind of them announcing that. Okay. The characters are pretty unique, so that that's the case where the the casting, I mean, so you look at, like, Witcher, and one of the reasons Witcher's, I think Witcher's good is because of the casting. Having Henry Cavill as that character, one, he's passionate about it, that's great, but he just fits the character. This casting would be similar, where the characters have very unique personalities, and also the story's super effed up, so... Um, not in like a vulgar or that way. It's just very confusing at times. It, well, I was so. trying to remember, <laughs> like, what happened here and what happened at this one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, I mean, I haven't read the the manga, so I won't speak to that end. But as far as from the anime standpoint, it's one of the top animes ever, for sure. I mean, I can tell you the Rotten Tomatoes on it is it has a hundred percent review. And a ninety-six percent uh, audience score, so uh, it's only one season. I think that's what lends to the benefit of it. So I hope they don't make this like too elaborate. If it's just like a one-shot, one or two-season live action would be great. But it's a complete story. It's finished. Um, and but yeah, it's very good. I won't spoil anything because there's a lot of. There's not just a single climax in the show. There's a lot of twists and turns, almost Shyamalan style twist and turns um, that'd be cool do they have a release date in mind or is it superiorly just we're gonna do it we promise yeah just we're gonna do it okay but I figured you might uh, like that I do have I guess a little bit I was trying to think of like other news that I've read this week um, in the nerd sphere uh, the PS5 has been released the look of it and it's kind of weird. It's like a box. It's, I mean... Well, they're, they're all just it looks like PCs. A, it looks like a Roku. I mean, it's larger, mm -hmm. but it literally just looks like a square box with some rounded corners and, uh, like, a l one little light strip on it or whatever. Um, so that'll... I think it's coming out... I can check. I think it's this year sometime. It might be... Yeah, November. So right before holidays, how convenient timing. But um, apparently, the startup sequence that they that is online is not real. So nobody watch that and think that's the actual startup series oh. of the. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, what a weird thing to care about. First of all, do you care? We leaked the loading <laughs> screen, guys. Oh my gosh! I, I mean, people did get upset about the PS5 logo. It's literally the PS4 logo, same font and everything. They just turned the four into a five, um, which, yeah, okay, that's fine. It's branding, guys. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have to be great. I mean, if it, if the logo really mattered, the Xbox would have sold better, but it did not. The PlayStation quite dominated this generation. Are you saying all because of the logo? 
No. I'm oh. just saying if the logo had mattered, oh. the Xbox would have done better because the PlayStation 4 logo looks a lot like the PlayStation 3 logo yeah. did. You know, they're just sticking with the branding. But people got upset about that. And I'm just like, guys, it's it's just a number, man. Yeah. My That's computer doesn't get a new logo every time I rebuild it. it I use the you same should. stupid case. You should. You should give it a new logo every <laughs> it time It gets new LEDs. It. it gets new RGB <laughs> LEDs in it. And that increases the speed, guaranteed. The brighter your computer glows... Uh, the faster it is. That's science. That's how it works. Um, my last thing that I uh, was able to scrounge up. So Jared Leto is going to be Morbius. Yeah. We kind of talked, talked about, about stuff like that. Well, uh, he released a video just saying, you know, hey, hey, everyone, it's your old friend Jared, and uh, you know, miss you all, and uh, you know, you should uh, hit me back. My number is two one three. Three three five two 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 three. Love you. Take care. Goodbye. So he has given out his phone number for fans to text him and. Yeah, that's not his real phone number. That's the phone number that he set up purpose. It's like a burner phone, right? I mean, let's be realistic. It's well, it's no, his, shit. I, it's I, his I, assistant's I, phone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's actually probably his real life assistant's real phone. Who will now have to get it a new phone? Like a I can see thing that's Jared something Leto Conan would do. would do though. <laughs> to his one uh, intern oh, yeah, that he yeah, always yeah. messes around with. Uh, no, she's definitely gonna. Uh, he or she will definitely need a new phone, and all of their family and friends yeah. have to read that Facebook post that says, hey, my boss sucks, here's my new phone, please text me your numbers. So he won't answer this phone ever. There's not a chance if you call it, he'll answer. There could be. I mean, I feel I like would... I want to set up like an auto dialer just to yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring, keep calling until somebody actually picks it up. So you're telling me <laughs> there's a chance that I could talk to Jared Leto for seconds? I have no idea what I would say. What would you guys say to Jared Leto if you got to talk to him for 30 seconds? I'd ask him to get lunch or something. I'd be like, hey, man, this phone conversation is going to be so short we can't talk about anything. You want to get lunch? Meet me here. <laughs> and he'll say, sure, I'm in Paris right now. Uh, <laughs> Meet me here. In an hour. you <laughs> <laughs> like, mm, I'll get on that. <laughs> yeah. Tony? Uh, I would just say, hey, you wouldn't be like, you ruined the Joker! Click. <laughs> no, because he can't really... I mean, I'd say his betrayal of Joker was dumb, but he didn't ruin it because obviously we got a Joker movie that was also phenomenal, so him ruining the right. character... You can't ruin no. characters. Yeah, I guess. You can ruin the movies and the interpretations of the characters, but yeah, I don't think he could all of a sudden like wipe out Joker fandom. No. I mean, if anybody could, it would be him, but he mm. hasn't put his full effort into it, I think. Into destroying yeah. a beloved character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, like, I feel like his pranks go far beyond what I do. Are you talking about giving dead pigs to people? It, that sort of thing yeah. is not what I would do. <laughs> He's like, but I do like pranking people. I don't know if that's a prank. <laughs> that's a hate crime. <laughs> doesn't matter who he sends it to, it's a hate crime. Yeah. Maybe that's what I do. I would be... Offering him advice, I would ask, "What kind of pranks do you have planned soon?" Yeah, and there can I tweak go. them just a bit so that <laughs> tone it down? Do you need guy. a prank assistant? <laughs> <laughs> do you have on your payroll for a oh, prank man. planner? You're like, if you literally pay for my food, I'll, I'll work for free. Other yeah, than that. go go out there. We can do our own Ashton Kutcher type show. Yeah, uh, oh, I'd watch that. What would we call it though? The disparity in talent would be giant, right? Yes. <laughs> Yeah. 
Ashton Kutcher would be like, perfect, people will come back to my old show again after watching this. Um, I have a little more news, because it hadn't been mentioned here. It's been out for a little bit, the announcement, but Half-Life 3 Bullshit. was fake announced. Oh. <laughs> and they released Half-Life Alex. So if you played Half-Life, Alex is the... I guess you would say lady protagonist of the series, um, specifically Half-Life 2. She's not Half-Life 1, her father is, but um, it's Gordon Freeman and Alex adventures through Half-Life 2. So they released a, they, it's a, literally it is another Half-Life game. Uh, it is a virtual reality game. Mm. It's kind of their, we're releasing a new VR headset kickoff type thing. Uh, the I think it's the Valve Index or something is what it's called. But it is a virtual reality game of her story pre-Gordon Freeman. So what is she doing when she's fighting with the Resistance before Gordon Freeman comes out of his weird time stasis thing from the first game? So um, everyone was very angry because they're like, Half-Life game, and then you give us this. Well, they didn't announce that it, they just said Half-Life Alex. And just saying that is like, oh, that works fine with the end of Half-Life 2 to begin Half-Life 3 because Alex is, like, right there. That's, okay, so maybe Gordon Freeman's not the main character. Nah, it's a VR game. It's probably going to be okay. Um, I think if they released a new Portal game and it was legitimately only for their VR, it would be the only reason I would ever buy Oh, man. I would love a virtual reality Portal game, and I would also have to have a few portals. I would guaranteed have to have a puke bucket because as soon as I had to do one of the jump puzzles oh my God. and oh. you're like infinite speed jump, <gasps> I'd be like, Ugh. It sounds like so much fun though. I want it so bad now. Motion sickness. <laughs> I've There's a couple games I've played. Payday 2 and any game where you don't teleport. So like the teleport movement, not a problem. I can play those for hours. But if where you move the control stick and your character walks, I'm just like, it's just the... Every time you stop, the character just stops. I'm just like, ooh. Mm. Gives me the queasiness. Um, for anyone interested, I found a list. The Oculus Quest. So this is the Oculus Wireless. You can just take it with you on the road. You don't need a computer with you, a laptop, anything. It is basically self, uh, self-contained. Um, it's limited on what it can play because of that. It's not super powerful. Uh, it has a USB cord to plug into your computer to turn it into a normal Oculus, which is powerful. Um, that's three ninety nine to four ninety nine price. Okay. So that's nice that it's self contained, so you don't mm-hmm. have to buy a minimum eight hundred dollars. You could wear it in public. Right. You could. <laughs> you could wear any of these in public. Uh, I don't know if this or the Google Glass that they had, like the glasses, which would be worse because right. that little tag on the Google Glasses. Because Google Glass was normal glasses with this little tag. Yeah. But it was the most blazing identifier that this guy's a huge nerd. So, and when Connor was little, I used to watch this show with him called Ned's Declassified School Survival, Survival Guide. Guide. And yeah. the cookie was one of the characters, and he had that's literally on his glasses. So when Google came out with that, I was like, they're ripping off a Disney show. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And he did all the computer stuff. Yeah. Like, they would show from his point of view. Ugh. Um, you can get the... Oculus Rift, which is probably the most powerful one out, one of the most powerful ones out there. That's four hundred dollars. Again, you have to have a computer to do this. Right. Valve's headset will be a thousand dollars. Holy shit! Uh, I would still buy it if it was a portal game, H- <laughs> like a good portal, not like you know, like you just walk around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the portal world, it's like the <laughs> Half Life Museum game is basically right, what a lot yeah. of these games turn out to be. Um, there's the 
HTC Vive Pro is $1,200. The HTC Vive Cosmos is $700. Um, and then the PlayStation VR is $300. But then you have to buy a PlayStation, which is only like $300 right. now, too. So, yeah. Um, the nice thing is all the modern headsets, their sensors are on the device now. So you're getting away from, I have to be in a specific room and I have to mount, you know, I have an old Oculus Rift and so I have to mount sensors on my wall mm. and that's what detects where I am. And if I want to do 360, you have to buy a third sensor and put one behind you wow. because your body would block it otherwise. Uh, they're also, they've talked about technology for the Oculus Quest and I'm sure the rest where the sensors will watch your hands so you no longer need controllers oh. to play and you will get full five finger movement instead of just basically claw hands which is what you get now so awesome and creepy yeah so like the, so creepy the future's when are we gonna you know, get sex games they have them yeah you got sex games right now really? i don't know if they have like with a partner i know that that's i've seen articles where they talk about it basically the movements of this character represent themselves there. I have seen like CES articles of uh, basically sex robots. Mm -hmm. They're not like a person shaped, but they emulate what the other character is doing. Sure. So you can have wireless sex. Oh, wow. Stuff like that. Interesting. So it's where uh, the porn industry needs to go, I think. It's a wild, wild yeah. world. And the uh, sex robots are getting more and more realistic yeah. now, too. Like, people, like it's the real dolls? Very much getting yeah. to Uncanny Valley, and we're pushing past it. As soon as yeah. you get past Uncanny Valley and get realistic enough, that's when society crumbles. Um, at least the sci-fi movies will right. tell us that. So Yeah. It's an huh. exciting, dark world <laughs> we live in. <laughs> in this bizarro timeline that we somehow slipped into instead of the normal timeline. Do you think we're in the darkest timeline? I don't think the darkest, <laughs> but definitely not the right one. <laughs> someone someone did something. I like the concept of it being the uh, Kardashians' fault. That conspiracy theory about the Kardashians. Um, they were created due to the um, O.J. Simpson trial and the O.J. Simpson trial was also created because he didn't get traded the right way you know so it's like a football trade resulted in oj simpson's trial because he kills his wife and then that trial brings on the idea of reality tv which the trial basically was because mm -hmm. we're watching it live and then the kardashians are connected to that they get a reality tv show you get donald trump because his reality tv show makes him famous beyond just being a new york dude and he becomes president, and that's where the timeline splits was O.J. Simpson's bad trade back in the hmm. 80s. That's, wow. where, what, that's what got us here. I feel it was when we turned on CERN, but hey, <laughs> that, that's a little more scientifically could be. Could, hey, man, that was the Y2K of post-Y2K. <laughs> we're going to make a black hole, and it's going to suck the whole earth into it. All right. Um... Booze in the book this week is Archie versus Predator 2, number 5 of 5. So, back in the day, Archie had uh, fought the Predator in what was a fun, humorous kind of comic. Yes. Now, Archie has been opened up to the Archieverse. There are multiple different books that are happening that are not all the same Riverdale. Um, we have the Sabrina books, the Afterlife Arts. That's a whole different thing that within their universe. 
uh, I want to say it's like Archie 77 or like 66, kind of sure. like how the... where it's like the classic Archie. Yeah. Yeah. And so this uh, has a little bit, the series so far has had a little bit of inner dimensions with some characters. Don't want to give away the first book, but it's, it, it pulls the characters from that first one into this other realm where these uh, predators are a lot bigger and stronger, but still following the lore of they really don't attack weaklings. Mm. You know, as long as you're not making a threat or being aggressive. But there are some panels, um, especially in this one, and also there's death in like other oh, wow. of them where one of my favorite things that I loved was um, these two fighting in the basement. And they're talking about the gas leak. And all of a sudden, oh, wait, but there's gas leaking. Yeah. <laughs> Destruction, mayhem. And, uh, yeah, with this uh, conclusion, which it concluded kind of weirdly. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I feel like the last one also concluded weirdly. Yeah, we... Uh, it was a fun ride. I, I will say that I wasn't as satisfied with the ending. But regardless, uh, this came out, and I, I'm going to pair it with something that you had brought back up from what we learned about Friday, because two unlikely pairings can somehow equal something great. Mm -hmm. A chambong. Mm -mm. A chambong? Yeah. <laughs> mm -mm. That is something that is sold at a local bar here that is champagne in a flute with a bong at the bottom. Yep. And you bong the champagne. Wow. White people just, they don't Listen, stop. Listen, <laughs> when you live a life of being a white guy, you got to get turned somehow. And the shambong is the way to do it, I guess. <laughs> oh. Sold separately from the shamwow. Yeah. <laughs> it's a... Uh, That's what you need to clean up after somebody vomits from doing yeah, yeah, shambongs. Yeah. That's a lot of sugar. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. That's uh, well, and it's all—it's like even more so than beer. It's very like fizzy. That's what—that was what I was thinking yeah. is gonna be way more fizzier. But you don't—it's not like a keg stand. You don't have to do it upside down. You just—and yeah. it's—it's open up your throat. It's like single-use champagne like bonging. Said. Like you know, it's like <laughs> oh no, I'm gonna put a six-pack in this bong like a beer. Right. Nope. It is one glass of champagne. That you just drink all at once. And I've seen I mean, people down can, a thing of champagne. I was going to say, you can do that without a bong. You just drink a glass of champagne. But, That's not classy. Uh, yes. <laughs> you need to combine the two, just like Archie versus Predator, yep. and you get something better than them the, separate. The sum of its parts, yep. yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Good choice, Tony. <laughs> all right. Uh, and with that, I guess, uh, stay thirsty for more concoctions. Concoctions? I knew you were going to... Stick to that one more. <laughs> Emphasize. <One>. Yeah. <laughs> Someone has to. Uh.